Welcome to the Building Heroes Podcast, where we learn to build heroes in our homes to help our kids be prepared for their life journeys. Hi, I'm your host, Molly Christensen, and I love to encourage and mentor you on your path. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Building Heroes Podcast. I'm not even going to say the podcast episode number because it's summertime and I don't even know. So, and I keep saying the wrong one. So, this is... <laughs> This is our podcast, and I am excited to have this going now, and I'm excited for our guest today, too. This is my good friend, Jamie Knapp, and I am so excited for this because she has so many good insights and good things to teach you. So welcome, Jamie, and hey, and um, yeah, go ahead and just jump right in and introduce yourself and tell us your story. Yeah. Well, I'm super excited to be here because I miss you. Molly and I are our friends and it's been a while since we've got to chat. So this is super fun. I'm excited. Um, so I have, I have four kids and I, I always say that I, I was a perfect parent until I had kids. I thought, I thought I knew all the things and I had studied parenting a lot and learned a lot of things about what the experts say about parenting. And I thought I had it all figured out. And then I realized that kids are human and they don't follow the book. I don't think they read them. And, and it didn't always work like I thought it would be. I had this image of parenting being taking my kids on picnics and playing games and baking cookies. And it was going to be so fun. And sometimes it is, and sometimes it's messy and not as fun. And I, I realized that the kids were all different. I read in, I read in the parenting books about this nature versus nurture argument. And, you know, is it how you raise the kids or is it their biology? And I have come to the conclusion that whoever argues that only has one child because, (laughs) because they are all (laughs) different. They're so different. And what I, what I found with one kid that worked didn't work with another one at all. And then my third one, I was completely outnumbered and she was very determined. And I just was going, what on earth is going on here? (laughs) This is not what it was supposed to be. And I was tired and I was burned out. And I just remember thinking, this is not what I thought it would be. (laughs) And it was, it was hard. It was so hard. And I realized that what I was doing was not enough, that I had to figure out how to help myself be stronger from the inside out and help my kids do the same. Because I, I recognized that when I was having a good day, things went really well, right? They went like the thing in my mind, right? Like it was supposed to go. But if I was tired or cranky or burnt out or whatever it was, everything was a disaster. And so I, I realized that that was happening with me and that it was happening with my kids too. When they weren't feeling like their best selves, everything fell apart and people were cranky and arguing and sneaking the TV or whatever, (laughs) whatever they were supposed to not be doing and things were just a mess. And so I recognized that if I could focus on parenting from the inside out, which meant working on me from the inside out so that I was at my, the top of my game so that I was my best self. So the kids had the best of me and not the rest of me. Right. So that I could be in a good spot. Then things went so much better. 
And if I could help my kids to feel that way too, then they made better choices without me having to worry about how to parent them. Right. And things just went better. And so I started focusing on, on that, on working from the inside out, both on myself and on my kids. And it made a huge difference. So I started, I started teaching some classes just in my house. It was in my basement (laughs) to, to some friends. And I, got a ton of positive feedback that it was just helping people so much to improve their relationship with their kids and have more peace and feel better about their own lives and about themselves, helping people feel like they were actually living their mission, their life mission, and not just in the rat race doing the same thing every day. Um, so I started teaching more of those classes and then I just decided to move it online. So that's what I do now is I just help people learn principles and easy techniques that help them to love their lives and live their mission and raise kids who do the same. That is so awesome. And I also always think it's so brave of parents to teach parenting because it's risky, right? <laughs> it is so scary. I can't, can I just say how many times I've been like, let's teach anything about parenting, anything about parenting, <laughs> because you feel like you're um, like everyone's staring at you, uh, even your family members, everybody like, well, you teach parenting, right? So you should do this perfectly. No, like I don't do this perfectly, but I do know some things that work and some things that don't work. And I know that when I do those things, things go a lot better. So I think it's important to share them with other parents because we're all in this boat and it's, it's so important. We live in a world where parenting is becoming like, it's looked down on in a lot of ways, really. It's not respected. I mean, if you introduce yourself as a mom, most people say, oh, I'm just a mom, right? That's what we say. We don't say I'm a mom. We say I'm just a mom, right? <laughs> and yeah. that's that's sad to me that our society has, has started to lower um, the status of a parent because really, I think most of the problems going on in the world today, you see all the violence, you see all the problems in schools and the shootings and all the things happening where those have to, you know, where that solution has to come from is when kids are being raised and that's what we're missing. I think. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. It totally begins with building that strong foundation in the family and it, it, it really does. It really has to come back to that. And I know not everybody has a perfect family situation, but everybody can keep trying and, you know, trying to do better. And you even brought up that good point too, where I said, when I said, it's hard to set yourself up as a parenting expert, especially when you're still parenting (laughs) and you still have at home. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, and I've even thought like, what else can I call this? Because I think that most people, um, they think, well, I don't want like parenting advice per se, And really what it is, is it's not your standard parenting advice. It's how to be your best self so you can be your best parent and how to help your kids do the same. And that's, it's a total different take from a lot of parenting out there, but I think it is something that works more effectively and really from the inside out so that your kids aren't just obeying when you're around, but they're, you're helping them being better people so that they will want to be on their own. Yeah, exactly. And that's, it exactly reminds me of the hero's journey, which is really the whole reason why, even if you're not perfect, you can go out and teach other people because you've been going on that journey and you can help the other people that are coming along 
um, I don't want to say behind you, but with you, or I don't want to say behind just because I don't want it to make a race or anything, but you know, people who haven't maybe learned that yet. And maybe they haven't discovered that yet because it's really just all about a process of, of finding better solutions, seeking for truths that are going to help us live our best selves. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. And I love that you said this is parenting from the inside out because, you know, there's, there's a bunch of books out there. It's like, organization from the inside out and other books like that. (laughs) But that's what I found is, you know, like most systems are not going to solve all our problems. What's going to solve our problems is going back to the foundation of the principles. You know, we all want the magic bullet to say here, here's good. This is going to solve all your kid problems. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But it, unfortunately, it's not always like that. You know, you keep feeding those kids and they just keep growing. I don't know what's up with that, but (laughs) and then the more they grow, the more choices they make. And some of those choices are high, you know, like there's a lot of options and they're not easy choices that I am constantly just amazed at my kids tell me what they hear at school and what they see at school. And honestly, it's, as a parent, I feel like our kids need us to help them, to help them have a stronger foundation, to help them have a haven at home so that when they do go into school, they are stronger and they're more protected because they need that. They're up against so many things that are yucky. And even if they don't go to school, if they're say homeschooled, because many of my audience are, it's yeah, they still need it. They still need it because it's not like they can always be a hundred percent protected, but they're going to right. get it from social media, from church, from, you know, we're the friends that come over. So we homeschooled for neighbor. a while. And, and that was, I, I think that's actually when I started figuring this stuff out because as a homeschool mom, my, my kids were loving it, but sometimes I would get so burnt out <laughs> because it was so much on me so many things that I had to do and I had to show up for and I get schooled and, and then my kids would say, what's for dinner? And I'm thinking, wait, we ate yesterday. Really? Like we got to do that again like, <laughs> because it was just, it was just a lot. And, and so there more than anywhere I needed to be strengthening myself from the inside out because I had a lot more responsibility. My kids depended on me for, uh, for their education as well as all the other things. And so it was so important for me to be in a good place. And if my kids were in a good place, then they were going to get along and school went better and everything went better. We had more fun instead of just getting it done. We, we had fun learning, which is what, what it's all about, right. Is enjoying the process and learning those truths that, and those values, right. Absolutely. And I think, you know, part of the problems moms have is there's just so many decisions to make during the day that we have to make and and we don't know if we're making the right ones or the wrong ones and we get overwhelmed. And I think "Ah, that's the same thing for our kids. They start getting a lot of decisions made too, or that they have to make. Um, and, And at some point for kids, it seems like, oh, it's just easier if you just tell me what to do, but that's not what we want. We want kids who know how to make decisions. So how do you guide your kids in making good decisions? Well, I think one of the things to remember is that when you mentioned overwhelm, we we sometimes forget that our kids feel that too. Um, 
but it shows up in different ways. Like they get irritated with their siblings or they tune you out or they just stop doing their chores. Their room gets to be a disaster. It shows up in lots of ways, but overwhelm is very much so a part of our kids' lives. In fact, um, the Surgeon General came out with a report saying that half of teenage girls right now are can be classified as clinically depressed. And that's a very concerning number to me. Um, yeah. It's a post-COVID thing um, that has happened from a lot of the stress and the isolation and the screen time and, and so many changes that we've seen in our world. But what's happening is our kids are getting so much more pressure on their shoulders than they have had in the past. And that is really heavy and really hard and overwhelm will kill motivation quicker than just about anything. And so if you've noticed your kids being less inclined to just do their chores or their room is more often messy, then that's a good indication that they're feeling some overwhelm. And when we feel overwhelm, decisions are really hard to make. They just are. Everything is complicated. Everything feels hard. Everything feels heavy and no, neither of the options seem like good options because we just feel weighed down. And so I think, um, one of the things that kids deal with is a, there are so many more decisions for them to make than there used to be. And B, there are so many things in their lives. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like I live in my car because even if your kids just do one activity each, you're constantly driving and you're constantly going to all the places and that schedule affects your kids as well. Right? So there's so many things in their lives that are, that are taking up their capacity that when they go to make a decision, it just feels confusing. When overwhelm exists, decisions feel confusing. And so I think one of the best things we can do to help kids make decisions is to help them get into a place emotionally and mentally where they feel peace. And when they feel that inner peace and they learn to manage their emotions a little bit better and manage their time a little bit better, then the decisions are easier to make. Um, I also like to teach my kids how to make, you know, prayerful decisions and, and whether it be, you know, prayerful, prayerful for you, or if you're just trying to get to a place of inner peace so you can make it. Um, I feel like that is a huge strength for them because if they can come to that place of inner peace and, and connection where they feel like they can really see things clearly and get some inspiration, then they'll have more confidence in the decisions that they do make. And every time they do those, it will build their confidence and build their decision-making muscles so that it's easier in the future. And they feel better about the decisions they made. Cause that's another reason that stops us is that if we worry that our decisions in the past weren't good ones, then we're afraid to make new ones. And that fear confuses everything and makes it more difficult. So, so teaching them, Hey, you know what? You made a decision and you learned from it. And next time we're going to make a new one and we're going to be smarter and it's, we're going to learn from it either way, regardless of what you, what you choose in this decision, then heaven can turn that to your good. Right. And so you can learn from the decision, even if it's maybe not the one you would choose again. Right. <laughs> if you look back and you're thinking, Oh, that was not a good decision. <laughs> you can still look at it and say, Hey, but I learned this. I have one of my kids really had a hard year this year, really, really hard. And it just, so many things happened. We had lots of, you know, deaths in the family. We had 
so many things, so many things that happened. And they were just having, one of my kids was just really having a hard time. And we sat down and we talked and, and, you know, some of the things didn't turn out this year that the way, the way she wanted them to turn out. And I just said, Hey, but guess what? Look at what you learned. Look at how you grew. You are not the same person you were a year ago. And had you not walked through that, you wouldn't be where you are now. So yeah, there might be some things about the last last year you don't love. There might be some things that if you were to choose, you wouldn't have done those. But you know what? Because of that, you're where you are and you're who you are. And now as you move forward, you're so much smarter and better able to choose what you want next. And so make your choices and trust that whatever happens, you're going to learn and you're going to grow and you're going to be a better person in ways that you couldn't if you just stayed where you were. Because every decision is a point of action. And sometimes we get stuck in that spot where I'm not sure what to do. I'm not sure what to do. We're afraid that if we move forward, it will, it will, we'll be stuck. We'll be stuck with that decision and we won't be able to move. But the reality is, is that the thing that keeps us stuck is indecision. Because as long as you're at that point of decision, you're stuck, you're not moving. It's when we make a choice that we move forward. And if we decide we don't like that choice, then we can course correct and move a different direction, but we're still further than we were when we started. That's so good. So true, because it's exactly the whole hero journey's process there, because a journey is one that we're moving on, not yeah. in the mud pit, not deciding. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it, it, it is so true. What you're saying about decisions is we're afraid to make the decision because we're afraid we might make the wrong one based on our past experiences. But if we and, and we're afraid because that we're going to be stuck if we decide the wrong thing. But that's not even true at all. It's just I think that's worth repeating what you said there, because we're only really stuck if we don't decide, if we let the world around us decide for us. Yeah, absolutely. A hero's journey is a little bit messy. It's supposed to be right. That's why it's, that's why it's heroic is because you get your hands dirty. You you walk through the mud, but that's how you get to places that matter. Yes. And that's also, yeah, it's also what makes it an adventure. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I often will say this, if, if you go watch a movie and all the, all the main character does is sit on their couch and scroll, that would be a very boring movie. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I will tell my kids if I catch them watching, like sometimes they'll have some time where they can look at YouTube or whatever. And, and for some reason, our kids all love to watch people on YouTube play video games. And I'm, I always say, why don't you go live your life instead of watching someone else live theirs? <laughs> right. <laughs> go have an adventure instead of watching somebody else's live your life. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not, I mean, we are humans. We probably are going to scroll sometimes. We're probably going to be watching some YouTube, but it's more about being intentional and making the decision to choose to do something else so that we don't feel overwhelmed and stuck. Cause I think that's, that's often why we do go to the scroll or do go to the easy entertainment. It's because we don't want to make a decision because maybe it will be wrong and maybe we're going to mess up and maybe we're going to get stuck if we do that. Yes. And I love that part about being intentional. I, I, you know, I, I do let my kids have their time, but you know, after a while when I notice, Hey, you're just like, you're sitting there and you're still sitting there and you're still, 
<laughs> I'm like, are you being intentional about how you, how you're using your day here at the end of the day? Are you going to be like happy about how you used your day? Or are you going to wish you had had a little more fun yourself? Well, and time is really one of our greatest assets. Actually, probably the greatest assets is asset is to, is our choice of how we're going to act and how we're going to use our time. Yes. Yes. And, and that's how we build a life of good, a life of adventure <laughs> is yes. making those choices. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I want to go back to a little bit about the overwhelm because you were describing that in the context of a kids, but I think that totally applies to the moms too. When we get oh, over, sure. you know, it, it's hard to make decisions because there are too many decisions and we don't, we don't want to make all the wrong decisions, but it's making the decisions that help us make the right decisions. <laughs> <laughs> After yeah. a while. So where do you suggest people start if they feel overwhelmed? How do they start making decisions? So I, if you're, if you're in that spot where you just are feeling, you know, the clouds swirling in your eye, you just can't even think straight to make this decision. Uh, one of the things I love to do is just to grab a notebook and write out all the things that are on my mind. It's as if, if you were, as if you were going to a friend inventing and you're, you're just going to say, Hey, this is everything that's on my mind. And I just like to get it off my mind, um, to, to think about all the things I'm worried. I'm worried if this happens, this is going to happen. And this is, if I do this, what about this? And, and I don't know what to do about this. And I'm worried about my kids about this. And it's been my experience. Um, one time, one of my kids came up to me, they came home um, and they said, Hey mom, I want to play lacrosse. And I called the coach and he said, Oh yeah, we practice an hour and a half, four days a week. And I went, I cannot, there's no way, <laughs> like, how am I going to fit that into my schedule with four kids? Like it's oh, wow. And then there was travel games on Saturday. And I just said, no, like, I'm sorry. I know you want to do that, but there's no way we can fit that into our schedule. And as, as I thought about it the next few days, I thought, you know what, I just kind of assertively made that decision and didn't really, <laughs> didn't really, you know, perfectly ponder it or anything like that. And, and so I decided to sit down and really write out, okay, what are all the reasons I think this is a bad idea? And, <laughs> and I wrote out, you know, this is what I'm worried about. What if he gets a concussion? What if he does this? What if he does this? You know, like all, all of the reasons that I wanted to wrap him in bubble wrap and and wrote that all out so that I could really see it. And then what happened is once you get the swirling thoughts from your head out onto paper, then you can see thoughts that were there that were buried before. So once I got all that emotion, all that fear out, all of those, that indecision out, then I was in a place where I could think more clearly and thoughts that were covered by all that fear and all those thoughts before became clear. And I started to think of other things and I thought of reasons why, Hey, maybe this would be a good experience. And I wonder if it could work because of this. And here's a solution for that concern. And so what I, what I did is I actually, um, on my paper, before I started writing, I actually folded it in half, um, you know, like hot dog style, right? folded it in half. And on one side, I wrote all my fears. And on the other side, I wrote my solutions. And, and by the end, I realized that there were a lot of positives that I hadn't seen before. And the most important part is because I had it all out on paper and it was no longer swirling in my head. I could hear that, that 
stillness inside. Like I could feel the stillness and I could think clearly. And I realized that this might actually be a good experience for my son. When I got out my personal fear out of the way, I was able to see more clearly and see from his perspective, this could actually be really good for him. So I actually went to my son a couple of days later and I said, Hey, I've been thinking about this and praying about this. And I actually feel like this is something that would be good for you. And his whole face lit up. He was so excited. He ended up playing lacrosse. We did, you know, we had to do the safety measures for mom. So I felt better <laughs> and, and we had rules and, and we had, you know, expectations, but because that was set up and because it was a safe space, he actually had an amazing experience. And that experience of playing lacrosse was a huge confidence booster for him. It was good for his physical health. It was good for his stress level and his moods. It was good in so many ways. And had I listened to the fear and stayed blinded by all of those thoughts swirling in my mind, I never would let him do that. And was it completely easy? No. Did it take a lot of time? Yes. But was it worth it? Absolutely. And the only reason I was able to come to that point is because I was able to take all the swirling fears and thoughts and concerns get them out on paper so that I had a clear and peaceful place to make a decision inside of me. I love that so much. And that is so awesome because so many times we have this knee jerk reaction. No, of course you can't do that. Or, you know, with decisions or, or sometimes we just don't know which one's the right. And just doing that, um, journaling exercise is so good because I'm always talking about these chaotic squirrels in your brain too. That's funny, uh, but it's true. That's how it is. <laughs> we have, we all have them. I think it comes with mom, right? Like you have a baby and it just, this happens. <laughs> Especially in mom's <laughs> part of mom brain. <laughs> Probably all humans. Well, Jamie, this has been so yeah. Great. So great. I know we have to get on to our next part of our day now too. So we'll have to wrap this up, but the good news is, is Jamie is going to come do a, an awesome training in the hero journey membership this month and, uh, all about motivating your kids. And I'm really excited for this because actually Jamie, I love listening to your parenting tip videos and your, your webinars, because you have always such a great, unique perspective on how to see these things and you make it so simple and doable. So that's awesome. I'm excited. Something about parenting needs to be simple, right? (laughs) Right. Yes. That is always my goal is to simplify because I feel like there is, if, if we ever have a question about parenting and you, you look out there for answers, there's so much information that it can feel overwhelming. And then we just don't even start. And so it's always my goal to make it super, super simple and easy because I know we're all busy. I'm busy. So if I'm going to do it, it has to be easy. Right. So I try to, I try to do that. So yes. So good. And whenever I have applied what you've told me to, it's always been so good. (laughs) So good. (laughs) All right. Well, Jamie, why don't you tell our audience where they can connect with you and find more out about what you offer? Yeah. So I, I do post videos, like you said, on YouTube, just under Jamie Knapp. It's K-N-A-P-P, Knappapa, right? <laughs> and so you can check me out there, Jamie Knapp, and I just post those videos. I also, you can go to jamieknapp.com, and there are some free classes and free resources on there. I also sent out a 
a newsletter that you can get tips and insights on how to make raising kids easier. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we can use all the help we can get. <laughs> so, all right. right. Thank you so much, Jamie. This was so great. Appreciate it. Oh, it was fun. Thank you, Molly. Thanks for listening to the Building Heroes podcast. Can you help more people join the Building Heroes movement by sharing this podcast? More people can find it when you subscribe to the show, rate it, and leave a review. For more help on Building Heroes in your home, get the free Building Heroes resources at www.buildingheroesacademy.com.